What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. Nation. This is your good friend, Dane, and we have another enticing episode of Geek Vibes Lives tonight. Uh, we have a, a lot of fun stuff for you guys, and we're going to start out with a wonderful interview uh, right now. I'm going to pass it to uh, Caitlin, of course, for the interview, but I want to introduce our guest, Kari uh, Walgren. She is an actress known for Teen Titans Judas Contract, in which she plays Starfire, also shows like Kung Fu Panda, Legends of Awesome, Mr. Fairly Odd Parents, Rick and Morty, and Avengers, Earth's Mightiest Heroes. Those last two, just want to let you know, being two of my favorite cartoons of all time. Uh, thank you very much, Kari, and let me pass to Caitlin for this wonderful interview. Great, thank Hi, you. Kari. Hi, Kari. Hi, it's how great are to you? have you here. I'm doing great. How are you doing today? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me. Oh, well, it's, it is an honor to have you. Um, you have voiced a lot of characters. Like, <laughs> you have an, an amazing resume, ma'am. It, it is really, Thank really cool you. to see, uh, like, everything that you've been involved in. And uh, let's go ahead and jump in with some questions here. Uh, what is your favorite part of voice acting? Wow. You know, I find voice acting really liberating because you're not limited by your age or what you look like. Um, you know, with voiceover, I, I play babies, I play grandmas, I play aliens. I, you know, you're just, you're not limited in the same way that you are sometimes on camera. So uh, that's probably my favorite thing. Would you say that it's harder or easier than on-camera acting, or, or do you have um, a lot of experience with that? Or you know, that's a good question. Uh, I, I, in some ways, I think it's a little bit harder. Uh, you know, people are always saying, "Man, you know, I hear that it's it's so much harder to to get into VO," and and the reason is because instead of hiring four different people, a lot of times they will hire one person to do four different parts. So in some ways it can be a a little uh, harder to break in because, um, you know, it's anonymous. You don't see the voice 
the voiceover artist behind the characters. So we can play a lot of different things in one episode of a show or of a, a movie. So, uh, so yeah, sometimes, sometimes it can be a little bit harder than the on-camera side. Um, are there specific uh, characters or roles that you actively seek? Um, oh, man, I always – I don't say – I wouldn't say that I actively seek any one kind of role, but there, there are roles that I really love to play. I love playing uh, any sort of superhero. I love, you know, really badass, strong uh, female characters. Um, I – I really enjoy playing babies and grandmas. <laughs> um, yeah, so anything that kind of uh, pushes parts of myself that I don't get to express in day-to-day life are, are especially fun for me. So with, with so many roles, um, is it hard to come up with the different voices to match each character? Or, I mean, do you have a specific process on that? Or do you just kind you know, of... The- that's a great question. It's a great question. And people uh, ask me that a lot. They say, well, you know, if I can't do a ton of different voices, can I still do voiceover? And, and the acting side of it always comes first. It's not just about putting on a funny voice. Um, you know, a lot of characters that I do are pretty much close to my regular voice. Uh, so, mm-hmm the acting choices are what fuel the part and any sort of, you know, little voice stuff that you put on that comes mm-hmm. later, that comes separately. Mm-hmm. You know, you may look at a drawing and if your character has big buck teeth or is, you know, uh, has drool coming out of the side of their mouths or something like that, you know, that's mm-hmm. going to help you fuel the, the, <laughs> the acting choices that you make with the voice. Oh, absolutely. So, um, of all these voices, though, do you have a favorite? Do you have one that, that oh. you're a little more near and dear to your heart? Man, I can never answer that question. It's like choosing between children or something. Um, <laughs> I would say that uh, Haruko in the anime show FLCL was mm-hmm. my very first role and is still one that when I go to conventions and uh, make appearances and stuff like that, uh, people still to this day come up and it's one of their favorite roles. So I think that's definitely one of my sentimental favorites. Uh, Mm -hmm. After that, it gets hard to pick one. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And I mean, like you said, it's, it's hard to pick that, you know, because it's like picking a favorite child. Uh, Because those are all your babies essentially. (laughs) And, um, Let's see, uh, do you, okay, and this is as as a girl who enjoys video games, do you uh, play any of the video games that you provide the voices for, or, or I, I imagine you don't have a lot of time? You know, I am, I'm embarrassed to admit this, I am a terrible gamer. Uh, I have tried in the past to play some of the characters that uh, that I've played, and if I'm a villain or something that doesn't appear until some high level, I, I will never make it. So usually what happens is that I will be with some sort of 10 year old kid. Who's like a whiz at video games. And I'll be like, dude, can you get to this level so I can hear my character? And they're like, Oh yes. 
Yeah, fine. <laughs> yeah. Let me knock this out real quick. Actually, exactly. again, don't feel too embarrassed because I, I enjoy video games. I am not that great at them. Um, but I, I, I don't know what it is. It's just, and I get frustrated, but I will troll my husband all day, every day. Every time he plays That's a video amazing. game, I'm like, I'm like, why do you, why do you suck so bad at this, honey? And he <laughs> just, I can just see him tense up with the controller and he's just like, really? I'm like, yeah, Listen, I kind of, kind of have to throw he's some got a, He's got to work well under pressure. You're doing him a service. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, you know, I'm I'm trying to prepare him for pressure under fire, you know. That's right. Um, do you and uh speaking of preparation actually, uh do you uh how much prep did you do for the role of Starfire um when you were offered the role or did did you were you already familiar with the character or how familiar were you with the comics, you know, before doing work on superhero related cartoons you said that you like superhero related cartoons and strong female characters do you already know about them before you you tackle them or i love graphic novels and comics um starfire in particular and the teen titans was not one that i grew up with like i I read every Wonder Woman thing that I could get my hands on. I've I've read a lot mm -hmm. of uh, Batgirl and Birds of Prey. Um, you oh, know, great so titles. A lot of Supergirl, uh, a lot of Batman. Um, but Teen Titans was one that I was not as familiar with. So when I ended up getting the role of Starfire, uh, it was fun to be able to do a little bit of research and read more about her and to read about the history of the Judas Contract comic book. Like, it was very groundbreaking mm -hmm. when it came out uh, and dealt with a lot of uh, uh, edgier subject matter that was not as common in those days. And, you know, mm -hmm. some of the twists and turns that happened with the storyline were, were things that were not uh, dealt with as much in the good versus evil world of superheroes. So... It was really fun to learn more about that to uh, to kind of get in the mindset to do that character. It was it was a lot of fun for me. Oh yeah, I mean, it sounds like you did a lot of research. Um, in that vein, uh, did you read anything from the Marv Wolfman George Perez run of Teen Titans to prepare for the Judas Contract? Or yeah, a or, little bit. Or did you a little bit? Yeah, yeah, I mean, a little bit. Pretty simple, pretty simple question. Um, <laughs> and like, did you read this? Yes. Okay. Cool. <laughs> and, yeah, uh, yeah, a little bit. Did I did. You, I mean, a little bit. Uh, did you check out the uh, long-running Teen Titans, Titans cartoon for inspiration, or, or was that more like a more uh, geared towards children? And did you feel it wasn't the right tone, or? You know, that's um, a great question, and, and I've been asked that a lot, like how much of that influenced uh, not only the Judas contract, but a year ago when we released Justice League versus Teen Titans. Mm -hmm. um, and I had seen the long-running cartoon uh, and, and liked it very much. You know, I think it's an adorable cartoon, and it's, it's, uh, it's definitely had some cool uh, reboots and stuff. Uh, but they really mm -hmm. made it clear that they wanted this to be a departure from that. Um, Absolutely. Definitely with the straight-to-video 
uh, movies, there's a darker tone. And so they were really wanting to go a lot more adult and edgier with these mm-hmm. movies. So they they kept certain aspects of Starfire's character that come through in the voice. Um, you know, mm-hmm. they wanted that otherworldly quality, but still an innocent quality. Um, you know, so there, there are certain things about how she sounds that I think uh, are similar to the children's cartoon. But other than that, there's not a lot that's, that's the same, just because the tone and the audience that they're reaching uh, are just totally mm-hmm. different. Well, and, and more to the tone of it, I mean, you have talent like Christina Ricci, who is, you know, she played Wednesday when she was a little girl. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's pretty pretty dark. And then, you know, recently I think I saw her as uh, Lizzie Borden. And, uh, I mean, yeah. she, she is the queen of darkness. I mean, like, I... I look at her and I'm like, oh, something, something bad is about to happen. Uh, so, <laughs> yes, she I, has and, an honest sure streak. Is, is she like that just as her natural personality, or, or you know, what was it like to work with her on Judas Contract? Well, unfortunately, this was with voiceover. We either record as a cast or we record separately, individually. And this was one of those projects where I did not get to record with the cast, uh, which made it fun when we went to WonderCon last year and this year, there were a number of the cast members that we got to meet and kind of hang out and uh, get to know each other better that way. But I didn't get to work with with, uh, Christina on this project. She recorded separately. But I think she was an excellent choice. She does a really great job with the role of, of Tara in the movie. Okay. Awesome. So yeah, the casting awesome. I just she, think was excellent. Does. Oh, the casting was pitch perfect. It, it was wonderful. Um, who is your favorite superhero or supervillain of or, or and supervillain of all time? Like I mean, I'm sure you get this all the time, but you, you said you're into superheroes, so well, yes. Who's your well, hands down, hands down, it's Wonder Woman. Uh, I am. Nice going out of my mind about the movie <laughs> coming out. Oh, yeah. uh, I've already got my tickets. Um, but I have been reading Wonder Woman since I was a child. And I collect oh, Wonder Woman things in my house. I have a really embarrassing coffee mug collection uh, of Wonder Woman mugs and Justice League mugs. Uh, so she's by far I have my favorite. <laughs> Yay! Oh, I I love yes. I'm a Wonder Woman fan too. I love Wonder Woman. I actually took uh you know the diet or the not diet uh the Dr Pepper cans that they have for the promo for the movie. I I oh, yeah. uh, took the I took a can opener to it and and took off the top part and made it into a little you know poked holes in the bottom made a little planter for uh, sunflower. Uh, my daughter that's and I did amazing. That Oh my gosh, yeah, we, that's so cool! I I love to do things like that, and whenever I see something cool, like a container or something, I'm like, oh, what can I make out of this? And I was just like, I have to have this, and so I did that on Mother's Day. I was like, I'm gonna make myself a little planter, and uh, I want to so see a happy. picture of that. Oh, I I have it on my Twitter, and I'll send it your way. Um, definitely, Please I do. Uh, actually got a. Oh, yeah, I've got a, a, a tweet from Dr. Pepper. They were like, 
hey, could you DM us? And I'm like, well, when Dr. Pepper asks you to DM them, you DM them. And so you I did. Be and better. Uh, yes. They were like, hey, do you want a Wonder Woman uh, T-shirt? And I was like, yes. Yes, I do. <gasps> and my my mom actually was a prosecutor in Kentucky, and uh, she's a huge Wonder Woman fan, too. I'm, I'm glad I can have somebody geek out with about this. And uh, yeah. for um Mother's Day one year, I got her this really cool Wonder Woman statuette, and she had that in her in her office uh, as a prosecutor for years. And so people would come in and be like, "Who gave you that?" <laughs> like my daughter, she's a geek. She's a, yeah, love I it. love that. It. I love that she had it in her office. I would have instantly oh, yeah. felt at home. Oh yeah, and it it uh, it was great. You know, whenever. Any any criminals came in to <laughs> to have to have to have to talk with my mother and they're just like oh god who am I dealing with um, I'm sorry I'm dealing didn't with Wonder Woman there yeah, exactly no, oh, and they I very much were I got to see a picture of this planter so after this this interview oh, yes. you got to send me that because that sounds completely cool <laughs> oh yes yeah. oh yeah my my daughter and I love to have fun she she loves Wonder Woman. And Wolverine, those are her two favorites. And uh, good picks. So, yes, she's she's a good kid. And uh, I mean, I, I hopefully like I don't try to push my you know agenda on her or anything. I'm like, because I'm a huge Wolverine fan, huge uh, Wonder Woman fan. But she, uh, I guess, has just picked up on that and, and loves them both. So, um, yeah. Actually, um, I, I'm sorry, like I could go on and on about my daughter and I don't want to take up too much time. Um, uh, let's see, uh, what comes next for Starfire? Kind of switch gears we, here a little bit. We do not know. At at this point, oh, we don't? do not know. Yeah, so I I have nothing new to report at this time about that. Uh, oh, okay, that's cool, that's cool. Um <laughs> We saw on your Twitter feed that you just reported you're set to play the Wasp in the new Avengers cartoon, which is super fun. Uh, do you have any news about that besides the the casting? Uh, yeah, you know we're we're so excited that that finally got announced because we've been working on it for a long time, and and uh, you know there's just a lot of excitement surrounding it, and um, it's I I think it's just really cool. They're 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 kind of taking this this big storyline where there was kind of a, a new uh, banding together of superheroes. You know, some I can't really say too much, but there there's something that happens with the old team of Avengers, and so it becomes important for this new team to assemble. And uh, so they're bringing in all of these other great characters that have either been introduced with some of the movies like Ant-Man and Wasp, um, mm-hmm. Captain Marvel. Uh, you know, they've got the big live action movie that's going to be coming out with that. And so she comes in with the, the new Avengers team. And it's, it's just kind of a really cool storyline and such a neat introduction to all of these other characters that we've been starting to see in the Marvel universe. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah, I'm really excited about it. They're they're going to introduce the new characters through a series of shorts. 
uh, on June mm-hmm. 2nd, I think. You can find those on Disney and Disney XD and iTunes and all sorts of other things. And then I think the new season of the cartoon starts around June 17th. June 17th, okay. I need to – I'm going to make note of that, um, definitely. Well, that's your something my Yes, my, my daughter and I will be sitting down and watching that. Um, let's see. Uh, she actually – she calls uh, Avengers Captain America and Friends. So. Aww. <laughs> yeah, she has a – it's That's a, that's a pretty good really, thing to call it. Yeah, she's like Captain America and Friends. I'm like, yeah, okay, that's a, that's a good title for it. I mean, hey, whatever works for you. And, uh, exactly. It's so it, it's so fun to geek out with her, but she also does the princess thing too. And I'm just like, hey, you know what? Whatever, whatever makes you happy, kid. And uh, I mean, she's just so full of imagination and life. It's it's absolutely amazing. Um, more uh, more about the wasps, though. Um, do you know any of the source material they've used, or or do you think it, they're taking it in another direction? You said it's part of the Marvel U, the, the cinematic universe. Yes. Yeah, to my knowledge, they are pulling off, uh, pulling from, uh, you know, a, a comic book storyline, at least partially, uh, that was pretty popular. Uh, but I think that they're also kind of fleshing it out and doing some some new things with it in the cartoon series. So it'll be it'll be partially based on uh, mm-hmm. comics source material and uh, partly new for the fans. And and uh, I, I mean I know there there might be some things that you can say and some things you can't say, but uh, <laughs> in terms of yeah I know I'm, I'm trying to toe that line, but uh, in terms <laughs> of the wasp and uh, you know Judas contract having more darker tones than the uh, you know the original uh, uh, Teen Titans cartoon that was more set for children, um, in that vein, do you think that they're gonna touch at all on any of the kind of domestic violence themes within uh, Wasp's character at all, or are they trying to shy away from that? I can kind of say that they're definitely shying away from that in this particular uh, version, just because, you know, it's, it's Disney. They're definitely skewing more towards, um, towards the under 18 crowd and those of us who feel under 18 sometimes uh, <laughs> oh, they're yeah. definitely not going into some of the darker source material for wasp okay maybe that'll yeah, come in one of the movies yeah that's it's pretty heavy stuff so i mean and they yeah it'd be, it'd be it nice in the, in the in the ultimate series they touched on it really heavily and it, it was pretty disturbing read but i mean it was good it was a good read but it was it was oh it was pretty heavy um and and especially i was gosh i was in my teens i was in my late teens at that wow time. yeah uh, i remember that being like like whoa whoa that is that is violent <laughs> so but it, i mean you know this it, it was the, i love that you bring that up though because it there. Mm-hmm. I think that's one of the things about comics that is so cool, you know, comics and cartoons is that it can introduce you to subjects and talk about subjects uh, Mm -hmm. in a way that sometimes can be difficult. You know, that's, that's heavy stuff to to talk about. And uh, the fact that, you know, issues can be brought up through comics and cartoons 
uh, is such a great thing sometimes. So it's it's neat to hear that that impacted you so powerfully when you were younger. Oh, absolutely. You know? I love that. Absolutely. Especially since my mom was a prosecutor and I, I worked as an intern for her and filed stuff. And, I mean, I think talking about it in, in a medium that I could understand at that time and yeah. emotionally, I, you know, I wasn't emotionally – you know, mature yet. So, you know, you really, and, and some would argue I haven't quite matured at all. So <laughs> it depends on, it just depends on who you talk to. But, but in that respect, it, it was a very heavy topic. And, and I remember around that time I was doing a lot of work for my mother. Um, you know, a lot of domestic violence cases came across her desk. And, and I think that, you know, things like the wasp and, and, and stuff like that kind of made it, a little bit easier for me to understand from an emotional standpoint. Yeah. So, yeah, it, it was it like you said. I mean, the comics can take something very, very dark and very uh, you know emotionally charged and, and not make light of it, but make it accessible, you know, and and easier to understand yeah. and kind of wrap your head around. I mean, it's a story, but it you know it, it's a story with a purpose. Um, exactly. I. I I have to go a little lighter on you because we're going to get real heavy real quick. Um, and <laughs> my husband and I are huge Rick and Morty fans. Huge. Oh. Like, he put it on one day. He put it on, and I was like, what is this? Like, what? Come on, man. Like, really? And because, I mean, I just saw the first couple of seconds of it. I'm like, I don't know if I'm going to like this. I sat down and we watched the whole thing in just one self swoop. And, uh, you know, this was when the second season had just come out. So, I mean, we, yeah. we couldn't get through them fast enough. Uh, we were so excited. And so in that regard, uh, is Jessica going to play a big role in the third season? Or or, or is there much you can she... say about that? or? I can't say much at all. I And the big question that I always get asked is when is, you know, season three really coming out full force? I don't know. Mm-hmm. No, nobody knows. Um, yeah. Jessica will be coming back in season three, and, and I'll be coming back in various other parts in season three. Um, but that's pretty much about all I can say about it. I, I I I can say that it is just as smart and mind-bending and funny and wrongly funny as the first two seasons um every time i think that they can't get smarter and more just existentially warped uh they top Mm -hmm. themselves so uh so i am very excited to to have that come out and and have the fans see it um but it's been a great show it's it's one of the few shows that i can watch as a fan, as well as a cast member. Like sometimes it's hard for me to watch things that I've worked on, especially TV series and like watch it regularly. Cause I'm like, ah, you know, I know that's me, yeah. uh, all this stuff, but Rick and Morty, I just love the show so much that, uh, I watch it and enjoy it just as much as, as if I hadn't worked on it. It's, it's amazing. Oh Yeah. I mean, it's my husband and I now, I mean, quote it back and forth to each other. I mean, it's, it's <laughs> nice. Like, it's so, well, and, and obviously, like, my six-year-old is not allowed to watch it at all. 
Um, but she recognizes, you know, like right before we put her to bed, you know, like the, the credits will play. And and she'll be like, oh, Rick and Morty. And I'm like, no, 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 bed, bed, bed. Um, I, I get, oh, she's smart. She's a smart one. Oh, yeah. oh God help me. And uh, she uh, she knows who they are, and I'm just like, oh, wow, this is this is something that you're six. No, let's, let's stay innocent. Um, just for the time being, you know, at least for my, my peace of mind and my heart rate. Um, but, you know, Rick and Morty <laughs> is just something that my husband and I could sit down and watch. And we have, a, you know, we have the same sense of humor, but, you know, and we're both huge geeks. But, I mean, it's so much fun to, to be able to sit down and watch a cartoon together like that and, and have those kind of, those themes. And I guess what we were kind of worried about is that with the, as it gains more and more popularity, and you have more fans, you have more more you know spoons in the in the pot, so to speak. That it was gonna, you know, kind of lose its momentum or, or, or lose its its you know roots or whatever. But it it has stayed pitch perfect. I mean, so I I'm really excited for the third season. We saw that first episode that they were playing over and over and over again with yes. Billion and oh the April April Fool's and, episode. Oh good lord, that was that was masterful. And uh, poor McDonald's, I, I'm sure they got so much. Well, so I had much read an article for that. I, I read an article that they might possibly come back with the uh, this Szechuan sauce after oh, uh, after the uh, episode aired because everybody's like, we want the spicy Szechuan sauce. Uh, <laughs> so I don't know <laughs> the power of cartoons. Oh, is it? And 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 the internet and 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 a and a fan base. I mean, can move mountains. Uh, it, it's it's absolutely hilarious. And, and actually, I remember when that Szechuan sauce came. I'm I'm dating myself, but I remember when that came out. I remember when Mulan came out. And and the the sauce. I've had it. It's it's actually not that bad. Um, and so <laughs> the whole the whole time I'm sitting there and I'm like, oh God, I'm so old. I am so old. Like, I know what this Szechuan sauce is. I've had it. Um, and now I want it again. I was like, God oh, damn, you brick and Morty. You, you right? <laughs> like, like I, they, they took something totally. It's mad, mad it. genius. I, I would have never thought about Szechuan sauce from McDonald's in conjunction with Mulan years ago had it not been for Rick and Morty. And now I'm just like, I see it everywhere. And I'm like, oh, man. I could I could really go for some Szechuan sauce with my nuggets now, but good lord, marketing. Um, so uh, I you know that's about all I have for you um, as, as far as um, questions. But is there anything that you would like to add? You know, any projects you know that you're working on, or you know what what's in your future? Um, you know, and and what do you hope to accomplish this year? Well, you know, it's it's been a really exciting, cool time because mm-hmm. either launched or gotten announced. Um, uh, we the Injustice Two video game just came out, and I'm I'm doing Starfire in that game. Uh, so it was very cool that they they you know wanted to keep consistent with the Teen Titans movies. So uh, I'm playing Starfire in Injustice Two. Um, 
let's see. Bunsen is a Beast is uh, on Nickelodeon right now, and I'm playing Amanda, the mm-hmm. villain in that cartoon show, uh, which I'm having a blast oh, cool. with. Um, and oh, cool. Spirit Riding Free is out on Netflix, uh, which is a very sweet cartoon series, and I'm playing Aunt Cora on that. So, uh, so yeah, there are a lot uh, of cool we've things. already seen. Yeah, we've already seen it. My my daughter oh, watched it. Oh, that makes me happy. Yeah, uh, she she is a big show. horse fan. You see, she has watched it. I think five times now. No, oh, no, that's no. wonderful. I mean, like she's, well, she's watched various episodes, like you know, just throughout you know the you know the time it came out. She saw it. She saw horses. She was like, "What was that?" And I was like, "Oh, good lord, okay." And, uh, it's a yeah, beautiful so, series and so much heart. It really so is. much heart and charm. It is. Yeah, it, it is so I, beautiful. I'm very I, proud of it. I was buckled in. I was buckled in, and I was like, "Oh God, this is going to be painful." And uh, <laughs> I was like, "This is going to be so painful." <laughs> and you know, because that's your expectation as a parent with any cartoon. You're like, "Oh God, how annoying is this going to be on a scale?" And I love cartoons. Don't get me wrong. You know, but... I'm sure as a parent that that makes a huge difference, and it's it's been very sweet. I've had a number of parents, uh, moms and dads, that have been watching mm-hmm. uh, the Spirit TV series with their daughters and and sending really lovely messages that that they've been Aww. enjoying the show. So it's, that's one of those things that makes it's you good. feel pretty good. Um, it it has yeah, a lot of so good messages. It's got a great I, I, messages I, to it. I, I mean, and, and the overarching themes and everything, and I can just see my daughter's face light up. And, and so she rides her, rides her imaginary spirit around the house. So, oh I mean, my it, gosh, that just makes yes. me feel so good. That just made my day. Oh, good. Uh, yeah. Oh, good, good. Yeah. She, she, oh, well, and uh, you were in Kung Fu Panda, too, uh, as well. Yes. Well, not too, but um, as well. You were Tigress. Tigress was a big I part of our Tigress. Yes, yes, you were. And uh, actually, that, that was her reason for not going to bed a lot she said that the tigress kept tigress kept keeping her up and i was just like so i would have to go in and talk to tigress and uh and and uh and and be like tigress you gotta let abby go to bed now and it was just that kid i mean what she comes up with and Apparently, a lot of her childhood is shaped by you. So, thank you very much for for giving these characters that she loves all this life and and you know oh, brings her all this you. joy. Thank you. As a and that's just such a pleasure and, and as a fan. Yeah, I, I mean it's kind of cool to be both a parent and a fan. So, and a parent of a fan, and and it's it's really cool <laughs> to have that connection. So, thank you very much for all that you do. It is a pleasure talking with you. Yeah, amazing talent and uh, a lot of fun to talk to. So, thank you so much oh, for taking time out of your busy schedule. And thank you so Thanks much. So and uh, we for we'd love to have me. you again. Awesome. Well, uh, I'll keep when, you posted uh, of with the new adventures in the future. I'll keep oh, you posted. Yeah. Oh, yes, please do. We would love to have you back, talk some more Rick and Morty, talk some, some Avengers, talk some Starfire. We're awesome. All, All right. right. Well, I'm thanks so back. much. Thank you. You take care now and have a great night. Take care. You too. Bye-bye. Okay. Bye-bye.
All right, with that, I'm going to throw it back over to Dane. And, Dane, you're going to take it away and tell us what's next. Well, thank you so much for asking me what was next. I think that we, uh, you know, had just had a great interview. I want to compliment you, uh, Caitlin, on giving a great interview. That was that was awesome, uh, very insightful. Oh, thank you. Between the two of you. Thank you. Good. No she, problem. She, she was so much fun to talk to. I tell you what, I, I was just like, I was pretty jazzed to be able to talk to her at first and, you know, in general. And then I started talking to her. I was like, oh, my God, I could talk to her all day. And I was like, oh, wait, I have a schedule. <laughs> like, I have to keep on time here. And I was like, no, I, I want to geek out with her some more. So, no, that was that was a lot of fun. I, I really hope we get to, to talk to her again in the future. I think, yeah, we, we should definitely bring her back on. Kari was very nice, and she has done a lot of voice work. Uh but uh, let's mm-hmm. let's introduce the rest of the people on the panel, and then uh, we'll get back to the news. Uh, s- starting off, um, Kanan is here. Uh, Kanan, um, how I actually am asking you this because I haven't checked it out. Uh, how is um, is Pirates doing right now in the box office? Well, they're expecting close to eighty million for the four day weekend, and with that's what I said. I think they said anywhere. Ah. Up, I think they said anywhere from 230 to 260 overseas uh, for the weekend. So you're looking at uh, over 300 million for the for opening weekend internationally. So that's pretty good. Absolutely, those are really good yep. numbers. And that's that's funny. Is um, I'm not like now it's gotten to the point where it, there, there's no more like shit talking. It's all about if this is going to do it or not between me and Kanan's bet. But um, I projected domestically it would make about $80 million, so it's going to be weird to see a playoff. But that's a huge chunk of change. And, of course, I can't forget our other amazing member of this wonderful show, um, you know, our host, basically, Mr. Jawan. Jawan, what are you doing right now? Are you just having fun? I am ready to talk some news. Uh, all right, so if you're ready to, to talk some news, it sounds like we should get back to Caitlin so we can go over some of the news topics for today. Awesome, awesome. Good. Okay, so we've got kind of a, a small group here today, a little more intimate. Um, let's go ahead and jump right into the news, and uh, I hate to hit you all with some, just some pretty heavy stuff, unfortunately. Uh, Zack Snyder has stepped down from directing the movie The Justice League this past week due to the um, the untimely death of, of his daughter due to suicide. Uh, it, you know, in our hearts and prayers and, and thoughts go out to Zack and his family as, as they deal with this profound loss. Uh, and uh, so what's happening now uh, with his departure, you know, for, for obviously very legitimate circumstances, so he can be with his family. Uh, is Josh Whedon is taking over, and and he has a lot of experience with you know as you can with Avengers, with group dynamics and group casts. Um, and so he's set to finish it up. And so, what do you guys think that is this is going to mean for the movie? And and what do you think about the reaction on the internet to the news itself? Um, let's go ahead and start with uh, Juwan. What do you think, man? Um, well, again, uh, our prayers definitely go out to Zack Snyder and his family dealing with uh, such a terrible loss. Um, as far as what this means by bringing on Josh Whedon, um, what it does is it excites people on both spectrums. Um, 
and like I said, it's it's like a two-sided coin. Like you don't really want to be that excited because it's because of a tragedy. But then again, someone like Josh Whedon coming in to kind of, um, you know, I don't want to say clean up, but kind of finalize everything Zach had already put together. Um, the first thing you think of is how nostalgic the first Avengers film is and how great he does uh, with, you know, you know, a film like that. So you already think, you know, the action sequences that he'll go back in and kind of touch up and stuff like that. He's just going to visually make it uh, a thousand times. He's just going to increase what Zach already had. Um, but as far as, as far as the film, we do know that Zach had um, a handful of scenes he did want to add to the film that uh, will, be, will be now given to Josh Whedon for him to kind of go in and do exactly what Zach had kind of laid out, but a little bit of his own uh, spin to it. So all, all this does to me is let me know that um, it's in great hands, um, and Josh Whedon's mm-hmm. just going to throw a little bit of his flavor on it, but it's still Zach's film. It's still his, his brainchild. And as far as everyone on the Internet, I think you had it 50-50. You had people who didn't really understand why people were excited that Josh Whedon was coming in to uh, finalize the project. Um, and then you had people who were just idiots, um, who were just totally taking the situation and um, completely uh, making something of it that, that shouldn't have been. It should have been a time where people were mourning with the Snyders and also, um, you know, showing joy for Josh Whedon coming in to kind of getting his hands a little dirty with uh, the Justice League. Yeah, absolutely, and and uh, especially speaking to the to the kind of less uh, I want to say this in a nice way, and there's really no way to say this nicely. There are a lot of idiots on the internet, and and I was I was pretty disgusted when when people were happy that Zack Snyder left in uh, you know for uh, Joss Whedon, and uh, that was just absolutely just so crass and, and, and so disgusting um, since that family is going through such a horrible time. I can't even imagine. I absolutely cannot imagine what that family is going through. And, uh, you know, to see that, the, you know, to deal with the fact that not only is their daughter, you know, and, or, or their family member has, has taken their own life, but then seeing that, you know, a project that you're working on, people are like, oh, yeah, you know, now Josh Whedon's coming on the scene, and that's awesome. And, you know, I, you know, like I, I actually saw a couple people say that they were glad that his, his daughter was dead. And, and I was just like, are, are you kidding me? Like, are, are we on the, the same moral plane of existence? Because I don't think we are. I mean, and if that's where we are as a society, that is. That is just, I mean, it was disgusting. But then, you know, conversely, I saw a lot of very positive, um, you know, helpful, uh, uh, encouraging support from a lot of fans as well. So, and, and I think that if you have something that nice to say, um, regardless of your your stance on any of it, if you don't have anything nice to say, keep it to yourself. That's just that's just coming from me, you know, take it what you will. Uh, Dane, what do you think about all this? Well, I, I like that you, you know, you, you had a very, very wholesome, 
you know, and I'm not make, t- making fun of you at all, Caitlin. Like, mom-esque mm-hmm. way of saying that. that that's, that's what my mom would <laughs> answer with. If, if you, yeah. you want to be that much of a dipshit, jump off a fucking, like, you know, a, a cliff or some shit. Like, don't be an asshole. There's no reason yeah. to be like that about something like this. You know, that, that type of stuff is not funny. I, I don't understand trolls. Like, there's some people that say some horrible stuff on the Internet. And you know what? I don't even want to cater any more time to that. If if, if you're one of those people, if it, yeah. if it really, you know, gets you going by going on whatever and just trying to say something to, to be offensive or be ignorant, you know, you're not worth any time at all. And it, it's kind of just sad that's your life. But uh, let's 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 talk about something. Amen. Um, a silver a silver lining, you know, in all this, um, is that. Josh Whedon would actually do this and, and help him out in the fact that Zach would think that he would be a good person to finish the, uh, the, the ending stuff. It's being reported, and I don't know if it's actually like 100% true, but apparently Josh has been helping Zach out since this happened in March. Like he's been helping him do a lot of stuff. So, And that's, that's kudos to him, man, because I know he didn't want to do something this big ever again. I know that Batgirl was condensed enough for him to handle, but it's awesome that – He's helping out, and that's just good. That This kind of just shows, like, Marvel DC, who gives a shit. Like, when something like this happens, you know, we can all help out. And, and it's kind of cool in a way that Josh Whedon has his hands in the first Justice League movie, and he obviously did the first Avengers and the second one. And who knows, maybe he likes it so much that he wants to do the second one himself, you know, because I have mm-hmm. no clue if Zack Snyder was still in talks to do it. But, um I just I really feel for Zack Snyder. You know, it's 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 horrible. It's tragic, uh, losing a family member, and you know, especially to that magnitude. And um, I just hope that everything's better. And I want to see the next Zack Snyder film. I like Zack Snyder as a filmmaker. I don't give a shit if you didn't like BBS. He's made some amazing films like 300 and Watchmen. He's very good visually, but. You know, I, I I love this guy as a director, and he's a human being, and he's always seemed extremely nice and composed very well. So my hat's off to him, and the fact that Warner Brothers was going to give him more time for the movie release to, you know, give him enough time. Uh, it's smart of him to do this, but I every everything all around, I think, was handled extremely well. Absolutely, absolutely. Kanan, you have anything to add about this? Uh, well, I mean, I'm a DC fan, a Snyder fan, so I got plenty to add to it. And um, I mean, to for I me, mean, for one thing, there were so many sites, and I and even seeing Campia come to Snyder's defense was like very admirable. I mean, just for them to twist it like they did. I mean, the man's daughter, you know, committed suicide. We don't know what was going on, but for him to continue to try to work to put it behind him. And even he commented that he knew that. I mean, that's what I. That's what's so bad about this is that he couldn't even just come out when it happened and say anything because he even admitted that it would get twisted. That the bloggers would twist it and spin it a different way. So, I mean, I don't, it's just I don't know. It's it's gotten really bad. But I I think that um, you know people are trying to twist it. Um, I saw an article from. You know, a guy that runs another Batman site saying that this was planned all along. It had nothing to do with that. That it was uh, that Warner wow. Brothers felt that, yeah, felt that Justice League was 
uh, trash pretty much and that they brought Wheaton in to fix it, that it was not up to Snyder and all this other stuff. And I'm like, really, dude? And then they, then today they want to have a, a podcast dedicated to Zack Snyder. And I'm thinking, really? I mean, wow. why? I mean, you just disrespected a man who lost his his daughter and you're going to, and you're trashing him and you're going to have a show dedicated. I mean, I don't know. Uh, I, That's, I don't they're, they're, they're trafficking in human misery. Yes, and what I'm worried about is that if Justice League is good, Whedon will get all the credit, and that Snyder won't get any. And if it's bad, of course, everybody will blame Snyder. But, I mean, come November 17th, I'll enjoy the movie, and I'll know whose vision it was, and that's all that matters, and that's all that should matter. I know Whedon will get some credit, and that's fine, and I like Whedon's work, so I think this is – a blessing that they got him to come in and help and that Snyder went out and reached out to him. So, I mean, it's a win-win. It just doesn't need to be spun by these third-rate blog sites uh, and even some sites that have credibility, you know, mm-hmm. to, to come out and spin this as though it's a, uh, you know, that this was their plan all along. So, yeah. I just wanted to oh, yeah. I just wanted to add to that, Kanan. Um there's nobody uh with actual common sense that will uh if this movie is a success, no one's gonna give it to, to Whedon. Um we know Zach uh has been working on this for a long time. Um even if Whedon was kinda, you know, um by his side while he was going through this, we still know it's Zach's project. Um, I, I doubt, if at all, we might see it with some of the fight sequences of these new scenes that they're adding in, like a little bit of, mm-hmm. you know, uh, that Whedon touch. But the entire movie mm-hmm. is going to be a Zack Snyder feel. So at no point will you look at it and go, oh, this is like a Whedon film. No, it's going to be the polar opposite from what we've seen Whedon do because it's a Zack Snyder film. So you'll see a couple of scenes where you go, oh, I see where, Zach, uh, I see where Josh Whedon might have tweaked it a little bit, but we all know it's a Zack Snyder movie, and when this movie is a success, we'll know who the proper guy is to give uh, all the credit to. See, the thing is with me is, like, it's it's not even a Marvel piece thing. It's that all these reshoots were, you know, were Whedon coming in and fixing the mess that Snyder did, and so now they've, you know, you've got people saying that they're doing all these massive reshoots, and they did massive reshoots to fix his stuff, and these scenes are but all... Canon, really, I'm just like, that's stupid. I mean, why even say dude, that? Marvel fans are like Yankees fans. They can be such douchebags for no reason. I mean, I think that's just them. Whoever's saying that type of shit, like, they're worthless. It, it's more of... Oh, no, I this mean, is Zach, the guy that runs a bad Zach had a, had a family tragedy... I mean, people that actually would have take the time to even say stuff like that, I wouldn't even cater towards their stupid opinion. I think, if anything, we should take yeah. from this is this is a collaboration of DC's leading guy with help from Marvel's leading guy, and I think that's awesome. I think that's a celebration in comic book film, if anything. And, yes, it's going to be Zack mm-hmm. Snyder's movie, and you're right about the negatives that will happen from these stupid dickhead fans, but fuck them. That's all I have to say. I mean, ugh, with a cherry on top. And it's not for them. At the end of the day, I mean, and this is his body of work. And, yeah, you know, there's an element of, you know, marketing and salesmanship that you want to appeal to the fans. But, you know, they're also artists. You know, this is their art. This is their work. This is their livelihood. So, um, you know, I feel like Doss, you know, stepping up to the plate, I think that as an artist, I think he's going to be very respectful 
and and do exactly what he was contracted to do, which is just kind of take Zack Snyder's autopilot and 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 just guide it in the direction, you know, and and park it back, you know, park it home um, while while Zack, you know, is away from the helm, you know, to use I guess nautical terms with autopilot, which I don't know if that exists on a boat. I was in the Navy. That's horrible. I don't know that. Um, I'm on a boat. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> no, that's I, – I, I went somewhere very different with that. Anyway, uh, I was trying to come up with a metaphor, and it didn't quite work out. So in that vein, we're going to go ahead and shift gears and talk about uh, Wonder Woman – which is what I was geeking out with uh, with Kari about. And uh, let's geek out some more about it, because why not? Because uh, a lot of the early screening reports are coming in and saying that, you know, and they're very positive for the most part. So that kind of gets me as a fan really, really hyped up, and I'm ready to go see this movie. Uh, do you think that it's going to live up to that critic's acclaim? Uh, I think it will. Uh, I think, you know, a lot of these uh, critics and reporters and stuff, you know, they, they pre-screen these movies, and for the most part, they're they're trying to find something wrong. Um, they're not just catering to these studios. They're they're trying to have like a you know a unique opinion so they get readership, and you know the negative gets more readership than the positive. So to have so many positive you know reactions from this. Uh, it is it's pretty heartening. It's it's pretty exciting. So, from my my point of view, and uh, also heard, you know, sadly, there's not going to be a post credit scene. But you know, and that, that's kind of icing on the cake, honestly. Like if if there's not going to be one, then there's not going to be one. It's that's just life. Uh, so, Juan, what do you think about all this? Um, I've heard great things uh, about this movie. I mm-hmm. spoke to a couple of people who have actually seen it, and I've heard nothing but great things. Um, I have heard a lot of people say um, uh, Gal Gadot has grown as far as an actress, um, which is great, which is what we all wanted. Because uh, one of the biggest issues I had with BVS was that she had like eight lines. Um, and I was like, well, that doesn't really get me – that comfortable for her solo movie when you don't have her talking much in, in BVS. Mm-hmm. So it's really good that people came out of it and was like, no, dude, she, she's definitely gotten, uh, gotten better. She's great. Um, she's, uh, you know, a breath of fresh air as far as uh, being Wonder Woman, um, which, which is great, which, which is what we want to hear. Um, so I, like I said, I've heard great things about it. I'm glad it doesn't have a post credit scene, uh, mainly because, especially with Marvel movies, I don't go to the bathroom because I don't want to miss anything. So it's good mm-hmm. to know that, like, when the movie's over, I can then go. So I can go use the bathroom that I've probably <laughs> been holding in since, like, halfway through. Um, but, no, we need this movie to be well, and not because it's DC. We need it to be uh, a great movie because it's a uh, female-led uh, movie. And we need more of those, especially more of those that become box office hits. So uh, when I say this movie needs to be great, it's not in terms of, oh, it has to save DC. I just want more um, female-led, you know, movies. So like I said, I heard nothing but great things about it. Do you hear anything about it, Dane? I've heard heard very good things about it. Um, 
Actually, before before we uh, go on with me, um, I think that we have uh, Nick joining us, so I just want to throw him on the line, and then I will answer, and then, Nick, you'll be thrown in the mix. Uh, Nick, you there? Yep, I'm here. What's up, fellas? And lady. Hi. <laughs> so How anyways, doing, um, yeah. Wait, wait, oh, hold I'm on, so, Dane, before I'm you sorry, go. Nick. Before you go. Um, Nick, was that for me? Do what now? Oh, lady? What? Yeah. <laughs> hey. Yeah, sure. Hey. <laughs> you can believe whatever you want to believe, man. All right, go ahead, Dan. I'm sorry. <laughs> Are we done now? Are we done? Can we go? I think this is incredibly important past DC movies, past comic book movies. Like you said, Joanne, this is a female director getting, I think, I think the, uh, it might be a hundred, but uh, first time getting a $150 million budget or plus budget to work on a film, which is ridiculous. Uh, especially as big as a director as is. I'm, I'm just glad that they're getting the ball rolling I've heard literally nothing from any critic, like the ones that are not allowed to break embargo, like, you know, but they're allowed to say something. All of them are saying they liked it, basically. Uh, the ones that accidentally did, like uh, if anyone watches the Schmoes, uh, JTE was an idiot and broke embargo and did a whole entire review on it, but he loved it. And he's had a lot of problems with DC movies in the past. Um, I'm just seeing a lot of good things, and that's what I want. I want a home run for DC. I want a great movie. I've heard Gal Gadot is actually really good in this movie and leads the film well. These are all good things. Um, I don't want to believe any type of bullshit because, like I said, not just DC movies, Who's who really needs this. I think women directors, uh, women-led films, they really need this concept too. I think that is actually what we're looking for is, as the more important thing coming from all this. Now, the post cred scene, I'm fine with that. If, if, if DC doesn't do that, I don't think they have to necessarily – uh, there was a rumor right before BBS came out that they were more going for, um, you know, ending ending the movie uh, on on a note. I forgot what it's called actually. Um, uh, crap. Well, basically, like you know, leaving it up in the air of what's going on. And I mean, BBS had that with Superman, and I wonder what's going on. Cliffhanger. That's what it's called. Thank you. Um, but yeah, I, I I think this is going to be a great movie, and uh, we'll see. Absolutely, absolutely. Nick? Yeah, I'm welcome. excited. Let's go ahead and throw you in. Thank you. Uh, yeah, I'm excited. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, uh, I've i heard, you know, from, from the few different uh, snippets I've heard, most notably John Campia, um, there have been, you know, positive, uh, not necessarily reviews, but uh, they've had positive things to say about it from what little they, they uh, could say. And... Um, I think Campia basically said that it's not necessarily like a top 10 comic book movie in his opinion, um, Mm -hmm. but that it's definitely the best one uh, in his opinion since Man of Steel. And we all know how much he loves Man of Steel. Um, So, you know, I mean, that's, that's something in and of itself. I'm, I'm pretty, pretty happy to hear that. And I'm just, I'm just excited. Um, personally that we're finally getting to see Wonder Woman. I mean, it's it's exciting uh as well that that we're getting to see like a a, a impactful um female-led superhero movie and especially that it's Wonder Woman. I mean, this character has been around for so long now and it's crazy that she's never gotten a uh, you know, motion picture. So, 
I'm I'm really pumped for it. I'm hoping that it's going to be good, and everything that I've heard indicates that it will be. Awesome, awesome. Kanan, you have anything to add? Mm, yeah, I have quite a quite a bit to add, I guess, or, or for my allotted time. But uh, no, I, I I'm uh, you know I'm in agreement with everybody else as far as you know so far the the social media reviews that they've given. As far as Wonder Woman goes, I've not read one. Uh, I've not read anything from anybody that dislikes the movie at all. I mean, there are a few people that you know had some issues with the third act, but overall, they say the movie uh, is the best. You know, the DC's pull out since uh, the Dark Knight trilogy. A lot of people are saying. And actually, I knew I know this movie is going to be good with everybody because Andy Signor from Screen Junkies said he loved it, and we know how mm-hmm. much. They have trashed the DC movie since Man of Oh, yeah, Hill. he's a hater. And he, yes, he is a hater, very much so. And when I saw that he liked it, I about fainted. So I know that this movie is going to, and, I'm, and I want this to be good so much for Patty Jenkins. Uh, I want the fans, I just want, I just really want this movie to kind of bring everybody together and quit all this divide, this Marvel versus DC hate, you know, because James Gunn's coming out saying he loved it. He can't wait to see it again. Uh, Umberto went on a rant on Twitter about how much he loved it. He's so pissed at that that mess article that came out a few months ago. I mean, he loves the movie. I mean, so I I want this movie to be good because, yes, I want more female-led movies. Uh, you know, I want Captain Marvel to be good, uh, and I want this – you know, I don't want just a bunch of guys and and fanboys showing up. I want this to be families and little girls and their moms and all them. You know, just getting out and enjoying it. And that's what you know. So far, that's what they say. This movie's hope and optimism, and uh, Gal is just dead on good in this movie, which is really good. You know, Campy likes the movie, but he can't stand Gal, so it's kind of like, mm, I don't know how you can like the movie if you can't stand the lead. But okay. Um, but yeah, I think, I think it's going to be hit. In fact, if this movie scores less than 75 on Rotten Tomatoes, I will be shocked. I mean, I think this movie should be in the 80s. You know, I think this should be one of the best reviewed comic book movies. But we'll we'll find out Monday. By the way, fellas, it's, it's, Gold, it's Gold Gadot. Like Seagull. Gold Gadot. It's Gold Gadot. <laughs> Gold Gadot. I, I just call it down. I did want to add... I did Everybody add, does, uh, and, and a lot of people say Godot. It's not Godot, it's Godot. Well, I'm going to call huh. her Gail Godot. So she's gonna no, have to it's, it's Joelle. Um, it's Joelle. I mean, that's fine. <laughs> Joel, <laughs> I was about to say, considering we, we have that ongoing problem in our own uh, group <laughs> with Joelle. <laughs> like, probably, no, I did want to add, though, Kanan, um, the, the comment you were making as far as, uh, you know, this being good, ending the whole Marvel vs. DC stuff with, you know, James Gunn giving it praise. I just want to say to that, Marvel and DC have been praising each other since, almost since Marvel pretty much started in their cinematic universe. So that's just, that's only between fans. So that'll never stop. No, um, no, Anthony, no matter how Anthony Mackie is. has trashed DC. He talked shit about Man of Steel with that's, the, uh, that's one guy. That's shit. one guy. That's I one guy. And Anthony Mackie, honestly, that's like Robert the Dan last Junior person say anyone should be putting a microphone in front of. You have a Robert yeah, besides, man, I think, I Clarence lived at home with both parents. Well, Clarence's parents have a real nice marriage, so fuck that guy. 
<laughs> yeah. And, I mean, as far as Jason Momoa, Jason Momoa does it. He does it jokingly. He doesn't do it as. I think everyone's joking. I, I think every, like everything's jab fest between celebrities. I mean, I, I don't think it's anything that yeah. anyone but except for the fans is seriously. Yeah, and if anybody's as got far the balls to go up to Jason Momoa and tell him to shut his mouth, then please, please. Let me be there. And that's fine. They can have that. Anthony Mackie and they can have um, the, the, the whatchamacallit, the Winter Soldier and, and Samuel Jackson. We got The Rock, or DC, I, I mean, not we. Uh, DC has The Rock. They have Jason Momoa. You know, right. if you want to talk shit to one of them, just have fun. That's the fun. <laughs> have you seen the picture of Jason Momoa's bodyguards? Mm-hmm. Like, have you seen yeah, them? Yeah, they're like Those six like, inches shorter than him. <laughs> Like, they're twins. I mean, they look like twins. I don't know if they actually are. I don't, can't confirm that. But I, I see that, and I'm like, who's protecting who? <laughs> so, I mean, you got to imagine. <laughs> they, I mean, to get that job, they had to have, like, did they kill a guy in front of him? And, like, this is what <laughs> no, we can do for I can, you? I can, only, I can only imagine Jason Momoa has bodyguards, not for him. The bodyguards is what stops him from killing you. Yeah, so he's not like, worried about is, you. This getting is for him. your benefit. Do you, th- like, do you think he has rage he issues like his brother Roman Reigns? Do you think that he has rage issues like him? <laughs> Probably. <laughs> no, he no? does look exactly like Roman. Only a couple Reigns. people. He does look just like him. It's weird. <laughs> he does. Okay, I'm, okay, I'm gonna have right, to have bring you all back. Um, and actually, uh, you all mentioned Thanks, the Caitlin. rock, and that's the next. Oh, I know. I'm mom. Um, I'm going to go ahead and say that thanks to uh, Dane, you brought up The Rock, uh, and that's who we're going to be talking about next. He kind of took a a crack at fan casting for Shazam, and he threw out the name Army Hammer for the role of Shazam. And in that, I mean, that's, you know, that is what it is. He said that name. But, uh, more to the point, do you think that uh, that that's a good idea for for stars? Do you think that they have a, a good idea of who should be cast as what because they're actors, uh, or do you, you know you think it's just for fun? It shouldn't be taken seriously, or or do you think it's kind of you know um, kind of something people should be paying attention to, um, or, or do you think they should just stick to being actors and let the casting directors do do what they do. Uh, do you think it should be paid attention to in the industry um, when, when uh, they start fan casting things? And, uh, we're, okay, no. Oh, I, oh, I'm I meant that for Dane because he's the one who brought up the rock. So we'll, we'll go ahead and start with him. I'm sorry. I should have been more clear. Okay. No, you're fine. You're fine. No, yep. Okay. Well, what you about, know, Caitlin. Well, what I gotta say about this? If you understand the concept of the Rock, I can pick whoever the hell I want in Hollywood to play me, to play who's right next to me on the screen, and I'll be president in four years. So all the millions and millions of fans of the Rock out there realize nothing will happen. Army Hammer won't happen unless I say it happens. If you smell what the rock is cooking. We're being we're being serious. You oh, okay, have, yeah. Uh, you, you you have the rock soundtrack just ready. 
for, for this. I did have the rest. I, I got it ready in about five seconds. So I was like, Caitlin, keep on going, keep on going. And I got it perfectly. Um, <laughs> anyways. Uh, awesome. Yeah. I, I think, the, I think celebrities saying whoever wants to be in the movie, uh, good. Uh, you can say that, but unless you're like a major producer in it, which the rock might be, it's going to be diddly shit. Um, would I like Army Hammer to play Shazam? He doesn't look enough like Shazam from the comics. Shut the fuck up. Anyways, yes, he would look great next to The Rock. The Rock's going to leave this film no matter what. And finally, maybe this movie would be able to make a mo- or a, uh, a star out of, uh, you know, him, uh, out of Army Hammer. Because Army Hammer's a good actor. He's just, you know, when they've tried him out with leads, it just hasn't worked out. You put him next to The Rock, I think it's going to be better than maybe even if he did Green Lantern by himself. And then we can get, like, someone someone else for Green Lantern. If he wants to play Green Lantern, that's fine. I have no problem with the, him playing a young Bruce Wayne. Army Hammer can play a bunch of people. He's a good actor. Uh, I would rather look at stuff like that than picking someone that looks kind of like more like a Captain Marvel type, but isn't a good actor, like Kellen Lutz. Um, but yeah, that's what I have to say. Uh, did you like that answer, Caitlin? Um, well, I. It doesn't I matter like, if you like I that like answer! That. <laughs> 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 I was like, what do you want me to say? <laughs> like, do I like your answer? I don't know. But um, I I like the dedication with the with the soundtrack music. So I mean that's gonna be hard to follow up. But I'm gonna go ahead and throw this to, to Juwan. What do you What do you think, buddy? Well, I don't have a uh, promo to. <laughs> to, to yeah, I know. I was did. like, what, what, uh, where's your theme music? You don't have an opinion yeah, if I, you don't have theme music. <laughs> exactly. I feel like no one's gonna listen now. Um, no, that's two things from this. Um, they never do. Um, <laughs> thank you, Dane. Um, when it comes to somebody like The Rock, who um, you know is definitely going to be uh, producing um, his Black Adam film whenever it, it comes out, he definitely has say in it. Um, I mean, he's been casted as Black Adam for, what, like 30 years now? So I hope he has some type of say in uh, what's, what's going on. But um, I, I, I took two things from this. One, I now believe Army Hammer when he told everyone, like, no one's brought up Green Lantern to me, like, from WB. Like, no one's called me about it. Um, and the other thing I got from it was I'm a thousand percent sure The Rock and Army Hammer had a conversation. That Me saying that doesn't mean I believe, like, oh, Army Hammer's our new Shazam. No. But I, I believe in passing – um, that they had a conversation about it where he kind of was like, kind of looked like Shazam. Like, do you have any interest in being Shazam? And Army was probably like, eh, I don't know. Why not? Um, but I, I do think actors should get more involved. Does it pay uh, money? Yeah, right. Does it pay money? Like, <laughs> um, Army Hammer does look like one of those guys that's uh, eager to, to jump into this superhero world. Um, and I think Shazam fits him uh, a lot better than Green Lantern. Because I will continuously tell you guys this until I am proven wrong. Jake Gyllenhaal will be our, our Green Lantern. Um, but, yeah, Ar- Army Hammer is, is Shazam. I love that. Between him, uh, even um, uh, Channing Tatum, or, as Dane pointed out, which is a brilliant pick, and I don't care who, who dislikes it, they can go suck one, um, Zac Efron could definitely, uh, as you, you see how, how uh, built he got for, for Baywatch. Him getting a little bit more built, and especially working out with The Rock all day, he could definitely uh, get that muscle tone. He would honestly be a really fun um, Shazam or, or Hal Jordan to watch. So 
But yeah, no, actually, I think she definitely have an opinion. Oh, and, and then I tell you what, with Zach Efron, um, Efron, Afron, whatever, um, <laughs> Zach, with, with Zach, uh, you know, he first came on the scene and he was high school musical and he's this skinny little boppy haired hipster kid. And I like, I saw him and I was just like, no, no, this this kid ain't going nowhere. And I'm glad I I couldn't have been more wrong about him because the more like you know and like I saw it was it uh, that seventeen movie he did with uh, uh, Matt uh, the guy who played Chandler Chandler friends yeah. Chandler yeah, it, yeah. I, that guy doesn't have a name anymore it's it's Chandler um, <laughs> so. Uh, you know, he did that movie and that, that Matthew Perry. You said movie. Matthew Perry. There we go. Matthew Perry. Thank you. Um, and you know, he did that movie with Ma- Matthew Perry, and it ended up being a, a pretty good movie. And uh, like, it surprised me. And going on seventeen, that's what it was. And uh, and the more I saw him in these movies, and I'm just like. This kid's really talented. He's not just this, you know, Disney pop star that they threw in this cookie cutter role and, you know, to sell movies. He's he's got some acting chops, and uh, so I'm actually pretty excited for Baywatch. Not uh, not just in terms of of you know seeing him shirtless, which is, I mean, it's not a. I know. Uh, Oh my god. Okay, so no, he looks good. I mean, he he looks like I mean he's a good looking kid, and God, I said kid like I feel like <laughs> anyway. Cradle Robert. I'm, yeah, I know. I'm I think he's like thirty. I think he's thirty, chair. so it's not that bad. Are we thirty? Yeah, he's, he's like twenty lying? thirty. I, I, hold on, hold on, Zach. Yeah, let's somebody, find out. somebody Google that so I don't feel creepy. All right. Uh, he's 29. He's going to be 30 in a couple months in October. Oh, oh wow. Man, the power of movies. Cause I've, like, and I guess because he started off in a high school movie, it just, I guess, like, it was a typecasting thing, so now my brain always sees him as a high schooler, and it makes me feel weird because I'm like, damn, he's hot. And I'm like, ah, no, no, I can't like you. Um, but... And and now I mean like he's clearly like a couple years younger than me, but I mean like not that not that I think I maybe it'll work, Caitlin. But, uh, maybe it'll work. Maybe I gotta I gotta throw another... I gotta throw John Cena out in the mix for uh, for Shazam, and I'm actually serious about this. I think marketing wise and a lot of reasons why, if you had the Brock versus John Cena, WWE would would do well because of this. Warner Brothers would, and I don't think John Cena is that bad of an actor. So. That's I whatever. I know it's kind of random, um, but no, and you know, I think that's... I think people like John Cena and The Rock have proven. Uh, hell, Andre the Giant proved it. The the wrestlers. Anybody want a peanut? Entertainers. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the wrestlers can be actors because essentially that is their job. They are actors. They have to play a persona, night well, after night, and, and I, I, yeah, yeah. And, and I noticed this correlation between, you know, wrestling fans like yourself and, uh, you know, you also like superhero stuff. It's, it's, they all have a backstory and they have foes and, you know, there's like all this, you know, intrigue and, and 
dialogue and storylines. Homoerotic. Yes. Yeah, homoerotic and I mean everything. It's it's all kind of right, you know, right, it's pretty similar. Yeah. Yes, definitely. The, the Nick. I, I I kinda went off on a tangent there and yes, that's it not did. good moderating. <laughs> I know, that's I do I get very excited oh, when people talk about like Zach Efron and the Rock and I'm like, ha oh, Well I for one cannot condemn anybody for going off on a tangent. So I'll just throw that out there first and foremost. Um, as far as the as far as the question, um, I would say I don't have any problem with uh, with him, you know, doing having a, a an idea for who he would like to play the role. I mean, he's he's a big star. I mean, he's certainly entitled to an idea, and I don't think it's necessarily a bad one. Um, Dane uh, stepped in and snagged what I was going to say. I do like the idea of John Cena. Uh, to be fair, uh, I did get the idea from Dane, so I guess it's only appropriate that he got it in there before me on the show. You're welcome. Um, but uh, but no, I do love that idea. I think especially the fact that um, he would be playing like essentially a 10-year-old kid in a man's body. I think you don't even necessarily have to be the greatest actor in the world to pull that off. Um, now, obviously, it, the better actor you are, the better it is, regardless. Um, but I still, I think he would be good, and I think he is a good enough actor to to pull it off. So, um, yeah, I'm all on board for Jonathan. But honestly, any of those choices, um, like uh, I'm not, uh, I'm not super married to any particular choice for Shazam personally. All right, and uh, Kanan, we haven't heard from you, buddy. Been very quiet. Um, I, I mean, I don't guess I'd be against it, but I really don't. I don't think I'd really. I mean, he's not somebody that I really would want to play uh, Shazam. So, I mean, there's other people out there. I, I even like Dane's pick of John Cena. I think he's trying to actually move more into um, the actor's role. I think with those two already having. Uh, the feud that they did in the WWE, I think they would have good chemistry together uh, on screen. Um, you know, all you would need to do is cast somebody as, you know, Billy Batson, and then you'd have seen as Shazam, so you would have the build for it. I think I think Army Hammer is a great actor. I just don't see him in that role. Um, I would like him as Green Lantern, but I also like um, Juwan's pick for Jake Gyllenhaal. I think I would pick Jill Hall over Army Hammer. And we all were talking about Zach mm-hmm. Efron. I would actually like Efron to be uh Nightwing. I think that would be uh, a good a good choice. Since good one. If you've seen if yeah. you've seen the Baywatch movie or the, the clips, I mean he has that mm-hmm. scene where they're doing the kind of the gymnastics. I mean he you know, he could probably definitely do the, the flips and the stunts and stuff like that that, you know, Nightwing would, would need. Uh he's definitely got the physique. Um, so, yeah, uh, yeah. You know, that would that would be my pick. I don't know who – I've seen some people pick uh, Kellen Lutz um, for Shazam. I don't, I don't think he's that great of an actor, but, you know, if he's going to, he's to lead, but, Twilight. you know, with The Rock, I mean, yes, Twilight. He was also in that terrible Hercules movie. Oh yeah, that movie. The same. Hey, maybe you should play because it was the same year that The Rock made another horrible Hercules movie. Hey, yeah, oh, I mean, that, that would be yes. uh, 
poetic justice. <laughs> yes, two terrible Herculeses in one movie. So yes, I I think our that's, that's exactly how they should market it. Out. <laughs> yes, if you hated both Hercules movies, you'll love Shazam. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. I like the tagline. <laughs> God, I hope the that, that is the worst this. marketing plan in history, guys. I, I don't know. I, I, I think it's pretty golden. Uh, there's no oh, yeah, movie that's way worse marketing. Look at Live yeah, by no, Repeat. No, I'm not, I'm not saying that there hasn't been worse. There has certainly been worse. I mean, just look at Pirates 5. <laughs> oh, this is true. <laughs> they spent all their marketing I don't, I don't know. They knew it wasn't going to do that great uh, domestically. I'll get its money back in China. Po- in China. <laughs> yes. In China. But um, yes. Let's China. go ahead and uh, shift on to some Flash news because I know you boys like some Flash. So we're going to talk Flash right now. And with Are we that, talking I'm Ezra Miller Flash? We're, we're talking yes. movie Flash, yeah. Okay, so okay. – um, yeah, so what I'm going to do, because we have a lot of Flash stuff, I'm going to kind of lump it together and uh, and, and kind of mix it up into a stew, and then I'm going to throw it your way. So Robert Zemeckis is the front runner to direct the Flash movie. Uh, Matthew Vaughn is also running for the director's job, and uh, he may be using it as a lobby for Kingsman 3. So, I mean, there's some politics involved there. Uh, Billy Crudup uh, reportedly left The Flash, but it turns out those rumors are false. So, um, and also on top of that, uh, well, actually, no, that has nothing to do with The Flash. We're going to keep that separate. So with those three points, we're going to throw it Dane's way, and, uh, and then we'll see what you think of that collectively. Yeah, um... I, I like the ideas. The three directors that were named, I had no problem with any of them, uh, between Robert Zemeckis, Matthew Vaughn, and Sam Raimi uh, was one of the other guys named uh, as the, the last three directors, apparently. Sam Raimi jumped off, mm-hmm. and now we're between Zemeckis and Vaughn, and I think Vaughn might have jumped off as well. I'm not 100% sure, uh, but look, either one of those choices is great. Anyone that's worried about Robert Zemeckis making a good Flash film, I think I've said this before, he's an incredible director. Uh, yeah, they had a completely different thing going uh, with Fami Yua beforehand, but I think Mr. Zemeckis can bring... He would just be great at directing a movie about a teenager who learns how to move at the speed of light and go back in time, and that's like a big part of its whole entire shtick. If he stays for like a sequel or two and tries to do a trilogy, you know, maybe he would be the one doing Flashpoint, and I think out of anyone, Zemeckis would be a good band for that. Uh, Matthew Vaughn would be great too, but I just have – my opinion is going to stay that I want Matthew Vaughn to do the Man of Steel 2 sequel because I think this is actually – he's trying to do this. Uh, he has another movie in the way that would get in the way of this, so you'd have to delay it, I believe, and that's one of the reasons. As far as him possibly lobbying for Kingsman 3, that, that's a rumor. I have no clue if that's true or not. Um, I mean, I could see Warner Brothers saying, all right, yeah, you direct this, and then we'll leave you Kingsman 3. I mean, that's how it works in Hollywood. And the Billy Crudup mm-hmm. story, I wanted to center in on that just to say that don't believe everything you hear. 
because that was bullshit. People started mm-hmm. running with it. I think the Hollywood Reporter ran with it, which is really bad on them. And then I'm just being from an interview where it was completely misinterpreted, kind of like how Dan- Diane Keaton was a couple years ago, or a couple years ago, a couple weeks ago, with the whole entire Justice League movie not being good. I'm getting sick of shit like that, and I hate the fucking the. I, I hate the media. I, I at all all levels, especially the internet. It's ridiculous. Okay. Well, um, <laughs> tell us tell us how you really feel, man. Who's <laughs> laughing? No, and, and, and I think you, you, oh, you have a very valid point there. Um, in terms of you know, don't read, don't believe everything you read. Uh, you know, and uh, you know, believe what, what is the saying? It's uh, believe half of what you see and none of what you hear. Uh, is is kind of kind of my and then let's go drink a beer ethos. Yes, <laughs> exactly. And then, uh, so Juwan, what do you think about the rumors and the buzz of the Flash? Well, I just want to piggyback off Dane, um, just to kind of summarize that. Um, if we <gasps> don't post it on our page, um, it's not true. Pretty much, just just mm-hmm. stick with that. If we don't post it on our page, it's not true. Um, as far as the and don't post it on our page if it is true, and five other people have fucking posted it already. You douchebag. <laughs> Just kidding. Yeah, no, that, that's our Facebook do that. page. Dane will come for you. Don't do that. Um, Zemeckis is going to get this job, barring um, uh, you know differences that they have as far as uh, creative control. Um, mm-hmm. Vaughn isn't going to take this job. Um, it's a job that I'm sure they spoke to him about but I doubt he went to them for. Um, Matthew Vaughn, as Dana stated, and this has been reported about a year and a half ago, Vaughn's interest is in um, Man of Steel 2. Um, so that's what I believe if he went to WZ about doing uh, a movie for DC, it would be Man of Steel 2, not, uh, not The Flash. Um, and as far as, um, what else was it? Yeah. So, like, like, like we said, um, a bunch of reports come out that are always stupid. Um, the Diane one that Dane was referring to was possibly the stupidest one of them all. Um, mm-hmm. It's just pretty much people not either not listening to the full interviews or literally just completely twisting them just to get a headline. Um, but so, as far as Zemeckis getting the job, he'd be perfect for it. Um, and as far as I, I've been hearing. They could even be looking for, uh, as far as a title, going with Scarlet Speedster. So I completely trust Zemeckis. Uh, Ezra Miller kind of reminds me of, um, you know, that, that kind of kid from uh, Back to the Future. So I, I'd love what Zemeckis would be able to do with um, Ez- Ezra Miller as The Flash. And I just want to shout this out. Um, the Flash is a huge fan of Rick and Morty. So I kind of want to see those jokes or him watching that show in the movie. Oh yeah. Oh, absolutely. Just saying. And uh, just saying. Yeah. If no, if no one gets the reference, watch the Justice League trailer over again, the original, uh, the one from Comic Con, and when Bruce Wayne mm-hmm. is is talking to to Barry, Rick and Morty is actually on the television screen in the background. Yes. Uh, yeah, yeah, no, I got really excited about that too, and um, and we had one of the stars from Rick and Morty on the show that we just interviewed, so everything comes full circle to Rick and Morty because it's an awesome show. And uh, so, Nick, what do you think about all this? Are you are you hyped about the Flash movie or 
kind of meh. It's hard for me to get hyped about it before, I mean, with the the current situation that it's in where it's still just everything's unknown, everything's up in the air. If they get Zemeckis, I will be extremely excited for it. Um, As far as whether or not Billy Crudup is going to leave or going to stay, it's I, I like Billy Crudup a lot. He's a really good actor. But he's a supporting actor. It's not like we're talking Ezra, uh, reports about Ezra Miller, Ezra Miller leaving. So I, I don't, I don't put too much stock into that, whether it be true or not. Um, but like, I, I just want them to get a director. Like, just get it ironed out. Pay, to, pay whoever you need to pay to get it, and just get it done so we can get this movie going forward. Because it's been, it's been in this like hiatus mode for like 18 months now. Um, and you know, I'm, I'm just hopeful that whether it be Zemeckis or not Zemeckis, uh, they can get somebody in who's good and get everything moving on it. Absolutely. Uh, Kanan, do you have any thoughts? Yeah. I'm, uh, well, first off, I did not know that little tidbit that uh, Juwan said about the name of that movie. I mean, if that's the case, sign me the fuck up right now for that movie, because <laughs> I love I kind of like how DC just doesn't come out and just call their movie Superman. It's Man of Steel, and, you know, it'll be the Batman. I mean, it would have been cool if Justice League would have been like JLA or something. But Scarlet Speedster, I mean, damn, that's that's cool, I mean, for them if they go that route. And Zemeckis is, would be a great director, and I, I really hope it does pan out. Uh, I really – I think Vaughn – I agree with Dane. I've, I've been wanting Vaughn for uh, – you know, Man of Steel 2, if Snyder wasn't going to do it, which I, I didn't really ever think he would come back for it. But Vaughn, Vaughn's uh, style is perfect for Superman. If you watch, I mean, if you've seen Kingsman, if you've seen Kick-Ass, I mean, the dude can direct action scenes, so he would be he'd be perfect. Plus, he can tell a really good story. I, I know Kick-Ass 2 wasn't that great, but the first Kick-Ass was awesome. He made Nicolas Cage mm-hmm. badass in that fake-ass Batman costume. So, I mean... Uh, yes, he he needs to do Man of Steel too. He doesn't need to be with the Flash, but Zemeckis would be uh, a good fit. And I don't, I don't. There's some uh, there's some people. I know it's just a rumor, but I think they're kind of like building on this this J A uh, Bayona maybe doing the Flash. He might, and then what was the other one? Raimi, uh, Raimi, which would be a good pickup as well. Uh, I mean the Spider Man movies. You know, I even liked certain parts of Spider-Man 3. Uh, Sandman was straight out of the comic book. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I feel like they're going in the right direction. The Flash, uh, I'm, you know, when they announce all these other movies, I'm like, why is The Flash not getting anywhere? I think they're, I think they're really working hard behind the scenes. And I think Johns has got DC where they need to be. I, I really think we're going to see great things. And I think we're going to get some Flash news and I would even say probably at Comic-Con they're going to come out and probably announce something at Comic-Con. Okay. Okay. And uh, let's go ahead and uh, look at some Justice League Dark. Um, Doug Lemon. I'm sorry, Lyman. I'm probably saying his name. Lyman. Uh, he's going to go ahead and leave during due to scheduling conflicts. And Andy Mach. I'm gonna say this wrong. I'm just—I I tried to say it on my own in my house, and I, I think I, I butchered it. So, Andy, if you're listening, I'm sorry. Machete, machete. Um, machete. Anyway, 
<laughs> Muschietti. Um, I, I've lived in Italy for three years with the Navy, so you'd think I know how to pronounce that, but I, I absolutely have no clue. You've had um, two Navy fails today on this show. <laughs> yeah, I know, two Navy fails in one show. That's amazing. Uh, I am here in our country proud. So anyway, uh, Andy Muschietti is looking to replace him. So um, let's see. I mean, that that seems to be kind of cut and dry. I mean, I'm, I'm going to leave this one kind of open-ended if you guys have anything to say about it or or not. Uh, it's kind of just it is what it is. So, well, I'll anybody? Say that, yeah, I'll, I'll say this. Um, I was I was a little disappointed to hear Lyman leaving because he's a really he's he's a pretty accomplished director. Um, he did Swingers and which is a terrific fucking movie. Uh, it was his second film. He also did a movie called Go in 99, which is one of my, like, um, one, of, one of my, like, favorite under-the-radar films um, that I think everybody should see. Um, he also did the first Bourne movie as well as, um, as, well as uh, the Live, Die, Repeat movie. Um, and I, I suspect that because that's getting a sequel and, you know, because Warner Brothers is kind of trying to figure out how they're going to put everything together, that's probably why he's he's leaving. It's simply what they're saying, scheduling uh, conflicts. Um, as far as uh, Muschietti taking over, I, I, I haven't seen anything he's done, but he, he did direct It, which is coming out soon. So I think if It is a big hit, then that would be a perfect choice. And I do kind of like the fact that they're taking somebody who's – more horror centric, um, at least based off of his first uh, major motion picture, um, as as opposed to Lyman, who's never really done a horror movie. Um, so I think it would be kind of cool for for um, somebody from a from a more horror background to do Justice League Dark. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, so I mean, it's kind of it is what it is, and and uh, I mean, definitely good insight there, Nick. Uh, we're going to go ahead and shift to uh, Tom Hardy. I, I am a huge fan of his. He is a wonderful actor. He set the star as Venom for the Spider-Man offshoot movie, and uh, Ruben Fleischer is set to direct this film. Uh, I personally think it's a good choice. I, I'm excited about it. Tom Hardy has proven time and time again he is he is not just a pretty face. Um, or an action star, or just you know, like a one-shot kind of kind of dude. He has range out the butt. So, with that in mind, uh, so Dane, what do you think about Tom Hardy? Well, he's dreamy. He's got those eyes, you know, and that <laughs> that wonderful accent. Oh, um, no, but seriously, uh, Tom Tom Hardy's one of the you, best you actors think, you out there. More than I do. You know, I, I, I got a man crush on Tom Hardy. It's it's, it's all right. That's, that means I just want to go get a beer with him and listen to the okay. way he laughs and that inflection of his voice. Anyways, um, no, but seriously, um, I'm really happy this is happening. Tom Hardy is, is literally up there with Fassbender and with, um, you know, a lot of different actors out now as one of my favorites. So to see that he's going to be playing Venom, yeah, I want him to play Wolverine. Who cares? You know, shit happens. They'll be able to find an actor. And from what Fox is saying, it's going to be a long time uh, before they find a Wolverine or they recast Logan. So that's that, that's whatever. But this is a good role, and this actually not. gets me ex- this actually gets me excited um, on 
them actually, you know, on the, on the concept of this movie, especially since it might not even be involved with Spider-Man, or at least as of right now, that's the case. Uh, I hope that it's, it's, it, it is Eddie Brock, but I hope maybe it's the storyline of um, Flash Thompson with uh, Agent Venom, where it's more of like, you know, him doing uh, stuff for the military and shit like that, and then using this, this weird Sydney that they found and so forth. And I hope Carnage gets introduced and that becomes his villain. They could do a lot with this. I don't know so much about, you know, their apparent Silver Sable Black um, black Cat movie, which I think is going to be called, like, Silver and Black or Black and Silver, kind of dumb. Uh, but this gets me excited about what Sony's doing because of the acting. The director, director himself, too, because I really like Zombieland, and they got him coming in as director. Yeah, he made Gangster Squad and shit happens, but... Uh, you know, I, I think that this is all good news between him and Tom Hardy, and I'm extremely excited to see what happens with this. He's a much better Eddie Brock choice than fucking Brock Lesnar. There you go, all you people that fan cast it up your ass. <laughs> sorry. Not sorry. Wow. So very passionately about this. I like it. Uh, Juwan, what do you have to add? Uh, do, you, do you think that this is a good choice? Yeah, absolutely. And from what I'm hearing, they're going to go out of um, Venom and Carnage. But the way they're going to do it mm-hmm. is so that they don't have to necessarily um, introduce and or mention Spider-Man. Um, so I'm, mm-hmm. I, have, I have a feeling that it might be more of a horror aspect uh, of of the movie. So I, from what I'm hearing, Dane, they're not going to go that route, mainly because majority of that storyline had to deal with the Guardians. Um so I think um, unless this movie, I mean, unless they decide to team this with Marvel um, for a short deal, I, I don't think that's the way they're going to go. From what I'm hearing, it's going to be more of a horror aspect, where it's Venom and Carnage. Mm-hmm. Um, it's rated R, right? Perfect, because, yeah, it's going to be rated R. <coughs> which Damn. is, from what, I'm hearing, from what I'm hearing, which is perfect, because the idea that they're having is um, these symbiotes are, um, you know, scientifically created. And these two gentlemen happen to come, you know, happen to be uh, lab rats, um, and gain mm-hmm. the powers of venom and/or carnage uh, from from lab experiments, which I'm completely fine with. I don't necessarily need Spider-Man involved, especially because Marvel's kind of made him cookie cutter, and it'd be really weird to see him go from like teaming up with the Avengers to now taking on like Venom and Carnage. So all those people that were getting all pissy about Spider-Man not being involved. Honestly, it just wouldn't work. It, it wouldn't translate well. It wouldn't look right. So I'm completely fine with sticking with Tom Hardy and maybe even, like Dane said, Michael C. Hall as Carnage um, or Jackie yeah. Early. Um, those would be two great picks to to make as your Carnage, and it's just going to be a great horror-type film. And, and Venom has such a, you know, as a character, has such a rich history on his own um, that, I mean, I think throwing – Spider-Man in there, it's just going to, I think it's just going to muddy it up, it's going to screw up the tone, and, and it'll make it not what it needs to be, and I think Tom Hardy needs the stage to himself to kind of set this up, and, and I think throwing in, you know, uh, another an, another actor, throwing in a, a character that's largely very positive and, you know, cracks jokes and stuff like that, it it, it just it would set the tone really different, and uh, it, I, they don't need to be meeting for a while, you know, until they're both very established. So, uh, Kanan, do you have any anything to add to that? 
Um, well, I love Tom Hardy. I thought he was excellent as Bane. In fact, I thought he carried uh, The Dark Knight Rises, so I think he will do an awesome job as Venom. I just, I'm really not 100% sold on this um, separate universe that Sony's going with, especially if they're expecting to completely retain all rights to Spider-Man after, um, you know, the next couple of movies, you know, with their plan with the, you know, Marvel MCU. I think Venom can be a separate movie on its own. I love the idea of Carnage. Um, in fact, um, I mean, y'all don't shit on me. This wasn't my uh, theory, but if anybody has seen the movie Life, uh, the ending and the way it plays out, there were a lot of people saying that that could be a prequel uh, to the symbiote coming to Earth. Spoiler alert. But uh, I think if they piggybacked mm-hmm. off that, that would be pretty cool. Um, to kind of go that route. I think, you know, Venom can kind of stand on his own if with Carnage because they have that whole um, uh, feud in the in the comics. But, yes, it's going to have to be a very hard R, which is good for Carnage fans because you could not do a PG-13 Carnage movie at all. Uh, so I think uh, Tom Hardy has the build and the stature. I just don't remember. I, they'll have to do some some stuff like they did with him as Bane as far as making him tall because Venom was, was pretty huge in the comics. I don't even know. I know Eddie Brock in the comics was, what, maybe 6'4", and Tom Hardy's, what, maybe 5'9". I know he's, like, at least two or three inches shorter than Christian Bell, uh, but they had to put this in the shoes to make him as big as he did for Bane. Um, but, but Hardy's a star. I'm not going to go as far as Dane and Crush and, you know, probably have secret man dreams about him, but uh, I think he was a good choice. So, uh, Nick, I kind of like that. I kind of like that little meme. I'm Should sorry. I go, Kanan? Go ahead. Oh, I was just, oh sorry. I, I didn't know she was going to you. I was just going to say, I kind of like that meme that was going around about how uh, Tom Hardy was, they called Tom Hardy, to, to star as Bane in the new Batman, and he got one look at Ben Affleck in the Batman suit and was like, uh, Marvel, do you need a villain? So I thought that was pretty cool. <laughs> nice, nice. Nick, you're, you're right. shot at it. Yeah, I had very, very little interest in this movie until I heard Tom Hardy was going to play Venom, and now I'm like 100% on board with it. I can't wait to see what they do. Um, I'm still a little, um, like, I don't necessarily like the, the notion that it's going to completely take place in a different universe. I like the fact that it's going to be something with a dark tone. Um, I would kind of like to see just have Eddie Brock already be Venom and just kind of be ambiguous with what exactly, like, where exactly it takes place, like, as far as, um, as far as, like, timeline is concerned. Um, just have it kind of be ambiguous so that, like, maybe um, it, it could be taking place, like, after Spider-Man uh, has has met him, um, and then just maybe have him walking around uh, sort of, it's funny, uh, kind of uh, like Rorschach in the sense that, uh, you know, that movie is kind of narrated by Rorschach, Watchmen is narrated by Rorschach, and like maybe have this kind of narrated by Tom Hardy as he, um, you know, goes around trying to stop Venom or has this um, rivalry with Venom. Um, I I think that would be cool. Like you don't, 
you don't have to. I think if 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 like superhero movies have have really confirmed anything as of late, um, it's that you don't have to do an origin story. Um, I, and I think honestly, people are a little tired of origin stories. So uh, I think it would almost be even smarter, not just so that you could keep Peter Parker in the mix without mentioning him, um, but also just because I think it, you would get to the action quicker. So I think that could work. I think something something like that uh, would be super interesting to watch. And I'm, no matter what they do, I'm looking forward to it. And as far as Fleischer, um, like Dane said, I mean, uh, a Gangster Squad was a sore, sore disappointment that nobody saw coming, especially with the gas that was involved. Um, but I feel like that movie, it had good parts. It's just the sum of its parts was bad. Um, but... I really love Zombieland, and I even really like 30 Minutes or Less. Um, I thought that was a very charming, fun movie. Um, so, I mean, I'm I'm cool with him directing. I uh, I mean, I think as of now, he's two for three. So that ain't that ain't a bad record. Nope, nope, not at all. Uh, Juwan, do you have anything to add? Uh, no, I mean, I just want to add just really quickly. Um, as far as what Nick was saying, um, I, I kind of like that idea. I just definitely think um, Spider-Man's name should be left out. And as far as it not being an origin story, you could definitely just do flashbacks. Mm -hmm. Um, You don't necessarily – there could be certain things that trigger Venom, and then we get a a flashback of it. Um, That's what a lot of movies have been been doing instead of, like, a full-fledged origin. Um, They Mm -hmm. just give you flashbacks. Uh, You know, it's current day, but flashbacks from – uh, what what got them to that point. So Venom, you know, the Venom movie could easily do that. Um, but I do think the only way this Venom movie works is with Carnage. Yeah, no, I completely agree. He needs to have a foe. He needs to have that that, that person who, who kind of gives the, the yin to his yang, so to speak. And then as far as the flashbacks, I think, too, you don't even have to necessarily mention Spider-Man, but you can certainly allude to him. Like, if you have a flashback... If they don't go like the science experimenty kind of route, you could have a flashback to where he's at the bottom of a bell tower getting, you know, getting venom, you know, and you don't even really have to show Spider-Man if they go that route. Mm-hmm. Um, so what we're going to do now is kind of look more uh, also in the Marvel Universe with uh, Deadpool 2, which is going to be really exciting. I'm so excited for it. Uh, they went ahead and cast Jack, uh, I'm going to say this name wrong. Um, <laughs> it's Casey, Kessie, Jack Kessie. Sure, we'll it? go with that. <laughs> okay, all right. As the villain, and it's, uh, he's rumored to be Black Tom. And from this, um, you know, I get that that sense of you know if you read any of the the older um, you know Deadpool line when he was first starting out, you know, and, and and a lot of his interactions with Black Tom, which is one of his major villains, I, I'm wondering if they're going to throw uh, Siren in there as well or Banshee um, as a part of that. Uh, Siren being Banshee's daughter. And uh, they had Siren in the original X-Men movies, you know, in, in the, I believe, the second one. And I think they had her maybe in a cut scene in the third one, if I'm not mistaken. Um, but, you know, that's kind of off the point. I, I'd like Siren to be part of that. Um, 
I think she's a big part of uh, of Deadpool's character. Uh, but you know, that's that's all time will tell kind of stuff. But uh, more to the point, Black Tom. I think that's a great villain. I, I think it's one of his his first, I guess, foes. Uh, besides the Weapon X program in the uh, in the comics. So, uh, what do you think about that, Nick? Um, well, I don't know the character. Um, just to be honest, I have I've mm-hmm. never. I, I just don't know the character, um, and I don't know the actor. Um, I uh, I looked up Jack Kessie, and I've literally uh, never seen anything that he's been in. So I, I, the only thing that I have seen is uh, I, I did watch Ray Donovan, but he was just in one episode, and I, I mean, I don't, I don't have any sort of context um, to, to know. And looking at him, um, he looks pretty badass, so that's good. Um, but as far mm-hmm. as, uh, as far as the character or his acting chops, I'm not familiar enough to really say anything other than I will wait and see. Yeah, yeah, um, I'm. I'm right there with you. I, I don't know much about him. Uh, I, he's coming up in the next Baywatch movie, which goes right back full circle to Dwayne Johnson and uh, Zac Efron again. Uh, he was in, uh, let's see, he was he was in Grand Street. He was in The Throwaways. He was in Morgan. He was in Shut In, The Strain. Um, I mean, he's yep, didn't been... didn't see any in, of those. But, <laughs> yeah, he, he's been quite in quite a few things um uh, you know if you just look by the picture alone i think he would be a good black tom you know i he's got that look um dane do you have anything to throw in on this um i think this is cool news um you know uh but my whole thing of the reason why i like the fact that black tom is in this is because his brother is a character that we all know as juggernaut so I'm wondering if eventually we're going to get a casting for Juggernaut because they usually work together, uh, generally in the cartoon and also in the comic books. They're always together, uh, you know, doing their crime together. So that would make sense to reintroduce him. Uh, like I suggested, I suggested uh, – man, I forgot the actor's name. Nick will probably correct me. But uh, the, the, the guy who played the Hound on Game of Thrones, I think he would do a great job. Oh, yeah, Rory, Rory something. Rory something. Something's a really yeah. strong last name. I like that. Um, yeah, it's a, it's, but, a, it's a good one. But either way, uh, I mean, McCann. that's cool. Rory, Rory McCann, thank you. Uh, you know, I, I just think that uh, having Colossus fight Juggernaut would be the right way, if you will, would be awesome to watch, especially if they got the right actor. So, uh, cool. Wait, who are you saying cool his brother? I, I, don't have any, I don't have any worries with, with Deadpool. I think they'll be fine. Wait, who are you saying his brothers with who? Uh, Black Tom. I don't believe they're brothers. Not in the comics. No, I mean, like, I'm just... No, no, I I just... uh, uh, Juggernaut is um, Charles Xavier's brother. uh, Well, they're stepbrothers, aren't they? They're not not blood brothers. No, no, I don't think they're biological brothers. Um, However... Uh, Sean Cassidy, who is Banshee, he is cousin to Black Tom, and then Black Tom raises Siren after Banshee's wife is killed by uh, uh, an IRA bomb, and then Damn. so what ends up? Yeah, 
So what ends up happening is that Teresa Cassidy Siren is left abandoned, and she she's an orphan. Well, so Black Tom steals the baby. Regardless, and regardless, yeah, okay, it's, sorry, they're, no, they're, no, I'm, they're, I'm getting off. They're partners. They're partners. Uh, they're crime they're partners. partners. So I guess oh, yeah, I didn't know. Yeah. Oh no, no. I mean, like, I, I guess they're they're brothers in crime. I mean, I, I just don't think that there's a biological component there. Um, well, there is a literal one, connection, dude. Yeah, yeah. Um, there, there is definitely a connection. No, you were right about that. Sorry, that, that, I, was, that was a Lebowski quote. I thought you would pick up on it. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, I know. I did. <laughs> I did. I just felt like I, I figured if I kept on running with it, it would just, the rest of the show would be just us doing Lebowski quotes, like all, which could be a show. That could be a two hour yeah. show. Um, and, uh, we'll save that for another time. Uh, sure. Juwan, what are your take? What's your take on Black Tom? Or um, I'm keep this, we don't know. I'm gonna keep this uh, keep this short before we have to wrap it up. But um, I have issues with with the casting mainly because um, I knew the guy who played Francis in the Deadpool movie, um, mm-hmm. and I, I grew to actually like his character. So I'm not really judging guys that I don't know until I see them. Um, mm-hmm. But I just Deadpool two to just start production already, so we can get a trailer. Yeah, yeah, I can't wait for the trailer. And it, on that note, um, we're we're gonna start wrapping up here in a little bit. So, Kanan, what you, what you want to weigh in on this? My only comment is Black Tom is a fake ass wannabe Poison Ivy. So this movie's gonna be all about Ryan Reynolds and uh, Josh Brolin as Cable. They don't need an impressive villain, so. So how do you think that Black Tom, if if that's indeed who Jack Cassie is, is going to be, how do you think Black Tom is going to play in? He, he's going to be fodder for Deadpool. Deadpool is going to end up whooping his ass like he did Ajax, and it's going to be wham, bam, thank you, ma'am. And it's going to be all on, the focus is going to be all on Deadpool and Cable. Ryan Reynolds is not going to want any great villain to, you know, take away from his Deadpool character. So, you know, we're going to watch Deadpool. It's not going to matter what the villain is. If he is Black Tom, like I said, he's his power is he's a wannabe poison ivy. He manipulates oh. plants. He does, but it's cool. I'm sorry. No. There's one plant manipulator, and it's poison ivy. I'm sorry, I'm like geeking out, I'm like, but he's cool. Yes, through Marvel. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not gonna say that because I'm the Marvel fan girl, so I'm gonna I'm gonna keep my mouth shut. But I, regardless of who he plays, I I think you're right. I think it's just gonna be cannon fodder for Deadpool, and I think the main focus is gonna be on Cable and Deadpool, which which is gonna be awesome, and I I can't wait to see. You know who who they get. Um, I'm kind of on the edge of my chair about that, and see how they're going to play well together or not. So with that, we're going to go ahead and hand it back over to Dane, and he can kind of take us home. Take me home to the bed. No, I'm just kidding. <clears throat> also, rest mm-hmm. in peace, Greg Allman, American yeah, treasure. Yeah, man. Uh, great songwriter. But anyways. Absolutely. We had a great time on the show tonight. 
I just want to allow everyone to say goodbye before I wrap things up. So uh, thanks to our wonderful crew. Nick, thank you for joining us. Eventually. Thank you. Hey, no one told me awesome. we were happening at 7, so. Yeah, you know, that that that, that is a good point. That That's a valid ex- excuse. I mean, reason. I mean, anyways, Juwan, thank you uh, <laughs> for joining us tonight. Absolutely. You got anything to say? I just want to say Caitlin did an amazing job, and thanks again to Kari for uh, joining us on the show. And to the Geek Vibes Nation, the next two guests that we have over the next few weeks are going to be awesome, so stay tuned. Glorious! I'm so excited. I'm so excited. Kanan, uh, thank, thanks for out. joining us tonight. Buddy, uh, definitely let me know throughout the week how bad uh, Pirates is doing. I will. And I want to say go Preds in the Stanley Cup Finals. Oh, yeah. Yeah, congrats, man. Yes, thank you. We are loving every minute of it. And, uh, oh, yeah. Caitlin, did I, did, I, did I allow you to close out either? I don't think I did. No, I, I haven't Caitlin, gotten who did a Jacob great Rice. job. Who did a great job tonight hosting. I I had a ball. Uh, thank you again, Kari. I, it was so much fun to talk to you, and I hope we get to, to talk to you again soon. Uh, and we can geek out about Wonder Woman some more, I promise. Uh, you know, I, I wish we had more time to do that. Uh, and I want to thank uh, you guys. You guys are the brothers that I never had because my mom only had one other daughter. So I only have a sister. So thank you very much for allowing me to be in the family. I'm going to get a little corny on you, but thank you very much. I am loving this. I'm, I'm loving being on the show with you all and talking geek. Every week. Aw, thanks. I, we really yeah. appreciate your contributions, for sure. We love you, Kate. That was nice. I love you guys, too. All right, let's I not get too soft on the air, guys. You. Jesus Christ, this is a freaking radio show. Anyways, uh, and I, think, I think that was everyone. Yeah, I talked to Nick. I Wait, him James. Shit. Yeah, I talked to Juan. James. What's up, what's up? Just really quick. Um... Congratulations to Joel and his fiance's uh, anniversary. That is why Joel was not on the show with us tonight. So huge congrats to Joel. Oh, you congratulations! <laughs> yeah, you almost Yay. forgot. A a, this is just a, this is a love fest. I yeah, like just, I feel it. Like my my heart's bursting. It's beautiful. All right, well, you, yeah, it, it's gonna. It's going to get weird now because I have a little uh, outing to do. So, Thank you guys out there at Geek 5 Nation for listening to us tonight. Hope that everyone has a great time. And like John Cena, you can't see me because it's over the computer and you can't see me for that reason. One time we'll Skype. Anyway, thank you guys for listening. Enjoy the next couple weeks. We've got some great guests. Always listen to all of our shows. we got one on Wednesday about wrestling. Of course, this amazing one, 8 o'clock, Geek 5 Live. Come back and listen, and if you don't, you suck!
Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill.